Welcome to our Trade Academy podcast series in which our experts simplify complex concepts involved in international trade and trade finance. In this episode, the focus will be on the various types of guarantees, as well as payment and performance bonds. You'll also learn about the all-important guarantees framework. Let's go into open-ended guarantees. Well, this is the opposite of what we discussed for fixed expiry guarantees. There is no calendar date given in the guarantee. I repeat, there is no calendar date given in the guarantee. And in the event there is an indicative date stated in the guarantee, the terms may be that the guarantee may be renewed after its initial expiry stated within the text. Phrases like, this guarantee is valid until 31st December 2020 and will be automatically renewable for further periods of one year is a typical example of an open-ended guarantee, even though there is a date stated. It continues to read that it will be automatically renewable for further periods of one year. Now, some guarantees may indicate an expiry event in the text. For example, wordings like, this guarantee is valid until the contract has been completed in line with the conditions stated in the contract. This is an expiry event. However, it is stated in the URDG, the Uniform Rules for Demand Guarantees, that any expiry event must be backed by a document that evidences the expiry event. So we require a document that supports the expiry event. So in the event, the applicant is required to issue an open-ended guarantee which includes an expiry event that is excluding a calendar date, then the applicant must ensure that a document certifying the expiry event must be stated in the guarantee. So the guarantee should allow and clearly state that a certificate confirming the expiry event will be presented by the beneficiary or by the applicant in order to consider the guarantee as expired. Okay, question time. Some easy questions just for you to to ponder on. Name three types of guarantees that are non-financial. I repeat, name three types of guarantees that are non-financial. Okay, I will go ahead and I will name three non-financial, not financial types non-financial guarantees or performance-related guarantees. Three types, tender bond, advance payment, and performance. These are some of the types that you have, uh, probably you deal with on a daily basis. Okay, let's move on. There are various types of demand guarantees that banks issue. Before we go into the types of guarantees, I would like to share with you that there are two main categories that these types of guarantees fall into. They are financial and non-financial guarantees. Some may refer to it as performance-related guarantees and non-performance-related guarantees. So in other words, a financial guarantee is also called as non-performance-related guarantees and vice versa or vice versa. Non-financial guarantees are also referred to as performance-related guarantees. If a guarantee covers the performance of a contract, 
then such guarantees can be called performance-related or non-financial guarantees. For example, a tender bond is issued for an infrastructure-related project. Such guarantees fall into the non-financial nature. So it's called a performance-related or a non-financial-related guarantee. So then what would fall under financial-related guarantees? Guarantees issued favoring the Ministry of Labor to cover the cost of cost incurred for absconding laborers would be a financial guarantee as this does not necessarily have a business involved. So let's get into some definitions on what these uh, bonds are. Tender bonds. I would give some key elements how you can identify a tender bond. Is issued before the contract has been awarded. The employer of the project may call for tenders and select or award the contract to a particular bidder of their choice. Tender bonds are usually valid for about three months with a fixed expiry date. This is usual. There are tender bonds that are issued as open-ended as well. But more often than not, they are fixed expiry and for a maximum of three months. The beneficiary may claim on the tender bond if the bidder who's awarded the contract withdraws from, from its commitment. Or in the event the, the bidder is not able to lodge follow-on bonds in the form of a performance bond or an advance payment. Performance bond and advance payment bonds are usually issued for about 10% of the value of the contract. However, this may differ from contract to contract. The life of PEBs or performance bonds, APGs, advance payment, are aligned to the life of the contract. Often the guarantees may be valid for about a month after the indicative expiry of the contract. As for the market practice in UAE, most PEBs and APGs are open-ended in nature in line with the wording of the guarantees that indicate an expiry event rather than a specific expiry date. No calendar dates are given. Very often we see guarantees have expiry events stated. Therefore, those are considered as open-ended. Retention guarantees are not issued as how PEBs and APGs are. But for your information, retention guarantees usually issued once the contract has been completed. The tender bonds is pre-contract. Performance and advance payment is usually after the contract has been signed. The REBs or the retention bonds are issued more often than not when the contract has been completed or in its final stage. REBs are issued on request of the applicant to obtain the retained monies held by the employer of the project. The employer or the beneficiary will release the retained monies to the applicant on submission of the REB or retention bond by the applicant to the beneficiary. Such guarantees may be issued for a number of years covering the warranty or maintenance period as stated in the contract. Last but not least, financial guarantees. As mentioned earlier, guarantees that are issued for non-performance related matters are called financial guarantees. A typical example is the Ministry of Labor covering absconded laborers. Guarantees are governed by a framework developed by the International Chamber of Commerce called URDG 758, Uniform Rules for Demand Guarantees. You will find that you often need to negotiate specific wordings with your trading partner. 
for certain beneficiaries such as government entities the beneficiary may insist their standard form of wording may not be amended the beneficiaries are usually very rigid when it comes to their text and they would insist that the wording needs to be in line with their standard form when you submit a guarantee application with standard wording in line with hsbc standard wording we are able to well pre clear the wording and expedite the issuance of the guarantee but if the beneficiary requires specific wording in the guarantee then hsbc will need to review the wording which requires additional time before issuance of the guarantee for this hsbc provides a pre-vetting service to negotiate the wording prior to submitting the formal application request this would assist with timelines and to negotiate with the beneficiary for the final accepted wording changes suggested by hsbc are primarily to safeguard the applicant yourselves and the bank us from any potential risk that may relate but not be limited to credit legal reputational risk and so on so it is preferable to use a bank standard form guarantee that is hsbc standard format you may ask your client services manager for the standard wording which may be shared with your beneficiaries during your negotiations if the beneficiary is a stronger negotiating party then i must confess that you will need to obtain their form or their text and share it with us and we will be happy to review the wording and we will do our best to stick by the wording that you have asked us to if there are any risks that we spot we will come back to you we will share it with you and if you still feel comfortable with the risk that we have shared with you then we will uh, take it up internally and do our best to obtain internal approvals to issue such guarantees with those risks non standard guarantees may include clauses that result in certain risks that are ambiguously worded or otherwise unacceptable to banks let's look at some unclear start dates also known as commencement dates guarantee is effective from occurrence of events that cannot be determined by hsbc this is our concern this is what is unclear for example the guarantee will be effective once the advance payment is received to the contractor the bank the issuing bank will not be aware as to when the advance payment has been received by yourselves if you are the contractor so in such instances this is a great risk we are unaware in the event the beneficiary makes a claim we will not know whether the guarantee is operative or not and most likely we may refuse to honor a claim and that might go against us and it would be a reputational issue so unclear start dates is certainly a risk and we would request you to please negotiate with the employees of certain projects with your clients with your trading partner and make sure to insert the start date if the start date is not clearly stated the issuance date of the guarantee will be determined 
has the start date. Unclear expiry dates. I'll give you a couple of examples. This guarantee is valid until the completion of the contract. Full stop. In such instances, again, the bank will not know as to when and how the guarantee will expire. Another, the guarantee is valid until the full payment has been made. We, as an issuing bank, will not know and we will not have our records or in our records to prove that the payments have been made. So in such instances, these are unclear expiry dates. The bank cannot determine when its liability will cease. So this is certainly a risk. Another risk, unlimited amounts. You would be surprised. We have been asked on many a times to issue guarantees without a specific or without a maximum amount. I'll give you an example. We shall undertake to pay additionally the value of the guarantee plus LIBO plus 4%. This is certainly a concern. We cannot earmark your facilities with the maximum value when such clauses are inserted. Another example. Guarantee amount shall be increased in line with the contract changes. Again, this is certainly not something that any bank, uh, be it HSBC or any bank, would want to issue. We need to have a definite or a maximum amount that is stated in the text. Unclear reductions in amount. I'll give you an example. The guarantee will be reduced as per the amortization table in the contract. No indication who will inform us and there is no beneficiary's consent stated in the text of the guarantee. The amortization table is also not stated or included in the text of the guarantee. In such instances, this is clearly an ambiguous clause and banks would not want to insert such clauses. So the reduction of a guarantee should be very specific and very clear and it should be told clearly in the text of the guarantee. That's it for this episode. Please join us in the next instalment where the topics covered will include cancellation and claims, procedures involved, along with extended payment demands and unusual governing laws. Music